with Martin Besser. We love bringing the stars closer to South Africa, even when you get to meet Candace Bush now in person. Yes. Yes. Good morning. Welcome to South Africa. Thank you, Martin. It's your first time. It is. Yes, it's my first time. And I, I definitely have to come back. Be honest it, with me now. What were your expectations? You know, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I, I know so many people who have come here and gone on safari. Okay. All right. So it, that's mostly my experience. And then I had a best friend who was from Cape Town. And she was oh. wonderful. And oh, and an ex-boyfriend lived in Cape Town for a while. He okay. loved it. It was fantastic. And I have another ex-boyfriend. I'm like Samantha. I've got ex-boyfriends <laughs> yes. all over the place. Yes. I realized. <laughs> I have two ex-boyfriends in Cape Town. One of them, he swears that, and I think this is true, he tried to suffocate me with a pillow years ago because I was talking too much. <laughs> Wow. I mean, not really. It's it's kind of a joke, but... um, So you dated... So yes, I'm going to see him. Are you? Yes. Are you going to reconnect with him? You know, I keep thinking of... uh, I mean, first of all, I keep thinking of Aiden and Carrie. Yes. And and just like that. But, you know, also I, I wrote a book called Is There Still Sex in the City? And wrote a lot about dating in your 50s and one of the things that happens a lot is people do reconnect with exes oh. in one form or another you guys are too young to know this <laughs> we see but- you Candace. <laughs> we thought you yeah about a book signing <laughs> and whatever whatever reconnecting with Cape Town <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry uh, this is Felicity and Chada Chada this is your leader yes. <laughs> uh, Candace, good to meet you <laughs> and you've already answered one question. Which of those ladies would be you? Well, technically, Carrie Bradshaw is my alter ego. Mm. And this is one of the things that I talk about in my stage show, True Tales of Sex, Success, and Sex in the City, which will be at the Monte Casino on yes. Saturday. Mm. I'm so excited. Uh, but it's basically how I created Sex in the City, how hard I worked to get there why I invented Carrie Bradshaw and what happened to me after. So Carrie Bradshaw is really literally me with a different name. And I, so Carrie Bradshaw was my alter ego. And a lot of the things that happened to Carrie, certainly in the first two seasons of Sex and the City, happened to me. And even when they were doing, you know, starting the show and doing the clothes for Carrie Bradshaw. Um, Patricia Field didn't come on. I think she came on maybe like the third or fourth episode, but the costume designer was like, how am I supposed to dress Carrie? And Darren Starr, who was the producer, Mm. turned, looked at me and pointed and said, I want Carrie to look like her. (laughs) (laughs) So pointed at me. So what we see in those first seasons, that's your life. The, the, it's kind the of about town every Saturday. The the pink tutu on the pavements. Okay, maybe not the pink tutu, <laughs> uh, but you know, quite a bit of it. And in fact, 
on the stage show, I play a little game with the audience, real or not real, because there's uh, so uh. many things that happened in the show mm. that happened in my real life, but on the show, they're better or worse. So people should come to the show and, you know, be prepared to know, like, whether or not I dated a senator. And, uh-huh. you know, it's it's really a lot of the different guys that Carrie dated. There are quite a few overlaps. I have to ask, how could you have afforded that lifestyle working as a newspaper columnist wearing Manila Blanix? And how was that possible? Well, number one, I had a column in Vogue magazine. Okay. And that paid $5,000 a month, which was quite a lot of money at the time. I mean, remember, this was 1995. Yes. And then at the New York Observer... I was actually the highest paid columnist, so I was paid a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Um, I don't know what that would be in Rand, but it was. Even now, it's the Yeah, no, it's, 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 the Rand is really so, winning against the dollar. So, so I was probably making seven or eight thousand dollars a month. Now, before that, there was a time when I literally had no money. When I was 33 years old, um, I mean, I was I was really, really broke, and I was really frightened, and and then I just determined that I was just going to keep going and work really hard, and that's when I got the Sex in the City column. Got gotcha. you. So and you so the Sex and City column was the the blueprint to the series, and then ultimately yes. the, the movie is based on that. Do you remember the day then you realized, oh my goodness, because it's, it's probably like writing a song. You don't know you're writing a hit song at the yes. time. You write that a is- song, you, you write an album, and then there's that one song that becomes this massive hit. And I'm guessing it's kind of the same with writing as well, in your case. One yes. day, yes. did HBO call you up? Can you remember the phone call where they said, listen, love what you're writing. We want to make a series of this. And that's obviously millions well, of dollars. Well, actually... When I first started writing the column, I got a lot of interest from Hollywood because people would fax the column Wednesday mornings to their friends in Los Angeles oh, I love who that. were in the movie and television business. So HBO was interested. ABC was interested. Like New Line and Fine Line oh, wow. and all of these people were interested. And I mean, I was so immersed in the media, literary, writing world, which was so big in New York at the time, that, and, like, nobody took TV seriously, and and HBO kept pursuing me, and then I met Darren Starr, who, he created Melrose Place and 90210. Oh, man. And, and we became really good friends, so... Then he wanted to buy it. And I think he paid $5,000 more than HBO. So that's why I sold it to him. There was not a lot of money in this, by the way. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, and just because I really loved his sense of humor and I thought, you know, we will really have fun doing this. But somebody asked me last night, do you remember watching the pilot episode on on TV? And I actually do. And I was with Darren Starr, and we were at 
this, I had this little house in the country outside of the city, and we watched the show on HBO. Like I, I think I had didn't really even own a TV, so I had just like bought a TV. I was so excited, and we watched the show, and we were like, "Yeah, this is great." And then we just sat there, and nobody called us. Our parents didn't call us. I mean, we still talk about it to this day. How, you know, we were so excited, and then it was nothing. It was crickets. Oh, no! <laughs> but there must also have been a realization when you're watching it going, oh, my word, now the entire world is going to know me. Because now your whole life in the character Carrie Bradshaw is now for everybody to see. I mean, isn't that, do you feel exposed a little bit? No, not really. No. You enjoy it. You're like, yeah, take this. Learn from my life. You know, I always had, there was always a certain message that I wanted to get out to women, which was really, you know, don't accept the thought police of, of, you know, what society tells you about women have to be and how women have to think. And I always wanted to say to women, you know, think independently. Mm. Uh, you know, you don't have to buy what society tells you as a woman. And so that was really my message ever since I was a little girl. And so Sex in the City, in a way, was it was the, the embodiment of that. It was saying to women, look, this is a different way that you can look at your life. And this is a different way that you can think and a different way that you can be in the world and you can be self-actualized. So I feel like that's, I feel like that's what really came across. Sense and, of pride. You and, did it. Yeah. You did it. Mm. And that's amazing. We've got so many more questions. I'm going to get to those in a moment. Uh, there's also someone on the line who's going to take the opportunity uh, to get some advice on the show this morning. Uh, 084-850-0942. We've got a, a bit of a this or that a quick fire coming up. By the way, can I play you a song? Uh, how's the music so far? Is it what you're listening to? Yeah, uh, I love it. Is, what is your, who's your favorite artist? It could be it could be now. It could be classic. It could be anything. We We play... A fantastic think about it because I want to play you a song that reminds you maybe of home I don't know okay I mean I'm just I'm thinking of like Joni Mitchell but also yes, Taylor please. Swift okay <laughs> Taylor Swift is on the show every morning so that should, <laughs> should be fine that should be fine Candice Bushnell on the show this morning breakfast with Martin Bester driving you to work every weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. our special guest on the show this morning first time in South Africa landed in Joburg not uh, too long ago and uh, really had your first appearance last night at a bookshop but your big weekend Coming up, uh, two shows in one day, and you met your karki scooped off with, and I'm 100% sure after this morning that people know that you're here and can get up close and personal, they're going to want to see your show, True Tales of Sex, Success, and Sex in the City. Yes. Uh, it's happening at Monte Casino's Teatro. Uh, two weekend performances, Saturday the 23rd of September, this Saturday at 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock. So two shows. Uh, and then you head off to Cape Town after that. The tickets you can get at showtime.coza as well as ticketmaster.co.za. Um, it's a stage performance. It's Candice live in action right in front of you. And um, is, is the show interactive at all? 
Yes, it is a little interactive because we play a game, real or oh, not so. real. Yes. 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 Oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Cape Town then afterwards and then the exes there. Are you going to see both of them or just the one in Cape Town? Uh, actually, just the one because right. the other one doesn't live there anymore. Oh, okay. But he did live there for a long time and always talked about how beautiful it was and how wonderful and... But it's a, it's a long way from New York. So Felicity tells me that the dating game, I mean, I, I think it always has been, and maybe more now than ever before, it's a... It's a cesspool. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely it's tricky. I, I mean, it's... it's I, I'm actually dating, and I'm on a couple of dating apps. Well, I was going to ask well, you about well. that. And, and so... And that's one of the things that I talk about in my show is... There's a little bit about dating now and the different types of people one encounters, which basically men. Uh-huh. And um, it's fun. It's interesting. I, I mean, I find one of the big differences between dating now and dating 25 years ago is that people seem to have a lot of bad experiences now. Yes. And whereas in the past... Okay, yes, dating was, maybe it was kind of a bummer. You know, a blind date wouldn't turn out to be what you hoped it was. But there were really good experiences, too. And there was the romance of dating. And you could meet somebody just, you know, in a supermarket. And now it feels like that romance is kind of gone. And people tend to have a lot of negative experiences, so what do you think, I suppose, as a, just generally asking as a woman, what do you think we're doing wrong now? Um, or, or what can we do better when it comes to dating now? You know, I don't know that we're necessarily doing anything wrong. I think that there's a, you know, there's a, it's the internet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it is, but people somehow seem busier than they ever did before. Maybe they're just looking at their screens. There's also, it seems like there's a little bit less of a need for people to connect. Ah. It, and I, I mean, I find that one of the experiences that people seem to have a lot is they think that they, they're they making a connection with someone and then they just don't ever hear from them again. Mm. It's easy to I ghost. Mean, Ghosting. It's, yeah. it's really, yeah. really easy to ghost and disappear yeah and i think think people are too forgiving i think people get away with that kind of behavior too much so like i'm not even gonna bother i think you should bother i think you should tell someone you're being a creep or go and find them and say hello that's not on okay but that's creepy when you go find the person who's ghosted you you've generally gone to stalk them yes exactly i will find you also from some movie somewhere (laughs) but you know i mean women i think you know women do it too you know one just sort of disappears or there's just some part of you that says you know what this person just isn't right Mm. and and you it's like you leave the conversation before you necessarily found that out. And somebody said, well, maybe it's because you can Google people, there's social media. Yeah. And, you know, I have done that. Yeah. I have looked at somebody's Instagram page and saw, like, oh, these are their relatives. Do I want to hang out with these people at <laughs> Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, I don't. And 
it's kind of a problem. Is it true? I think people do that. Is it true that you dated a 21-year-old and a 91-year-old in the same week? Yes, it is true. For the sake of research or what what happened there? <sighs> well, it was fashion week and I, I, I went to a fashion party and with my friend Nicole Miller, who's actually married to one of my ex-boyfriends, of course. Um, <laughs> it, we're all friends. It's great. And so she threw this party and she has all these young people in her office. And so this really attractive six foot seven guy came in and he was on the dance floor and he looked over and he started waving at me. And I was like, what is this really <laughs> happening? This is so strange. So he came over and, and, and then he, he was like, what's your, what's your handle? I was like, my handle, <laughs> your Instagram handle. And oh. then he messaged me on Instagram, which is, I don't really message on Instagram, but, and then, you know, he came over to my apartment and we went to dinner and I mean, it was fun. He was adorable, but he was really, really thin. Uh-huh. And I just kept thinking. You're going to break him. No, I kept thinking like this guy needs to eat, <laughs> and I don't know if I can afford to feed him. Got you, because Got you. probably it's a lot. Yes, <laughs> and then there's a 91 year old guy who was after me, and 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 yes, I went to dinner with him too, and he said, you know, I want you to come to Palm Beach, and I was like, uh, I'm not going to Palm Beach with you, dude. And he said, you can have your own bedroom and bathroom, but eventually you'll come into my bedroom. And I was oh. like, no, I, I can't do this. So, yes, I did. And that is one of the oddest things about dating. Yeah. Who knew that there would be a 70-year age range? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, with a and, and with a 91-year-old, you're probably thinking, be careful what you, have, what you feed him. Listen, <laughs> because the, now, I've got to tell you, the men... Over 70 are so randy. Really? Because, yes, because I think they all took Viagra, <laughs> you know, before the date. I mean, they are so, you know, Obsessed. they're so, like, touchy-feely and, like, why don't you spend the night? It's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> right. so what we're saying is that Candace would be a good person if you have... Any, uh, if you need advice, yes, Date, yes. dating Maybe. advice. Yeah. So one lucky fan will have the opportunity of asking Candace a question uh, and for some 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 dating advice. That is coming up. Breakfast with Martin Messer. Six to nine weekdays. Jacaranda FM. Our very special guest on the show this morning. First time in South Africa. I mean, she wrote the blueprint. It was her idea, Sex and the City. And uh, I see a lot of people here on our WhatsApp line are saying just, uh, it's just a massive moment for them. Yeah. Uh, they've uh -oh. been fans and they are grateful for what you've done. We started talking about the dating world, which yes. you've now re-entered. Yes, I uh, have. It's a, it's a tough one. Felicity keeps telling me uh, there are some interesting people out there. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think that people need to be a bit more self-aware before they decide to date. Um, somebody else because I, I don't know if people are completely aware of themselves always when they're in that process. I, yes, but I think that's 
probably true in general of people mm. not being. But, you know, dating forces you to kind of confront who you are in a sense where, mm, you know, when you're in a relationship, it's just easy to you kind of let it slide a little bit. Uh huh. And it's a lovely feeling being in a relationship and letting things slide, isn't it? <laughs> and not having to, you know, not having uh. to worry about like what you're going to do on the weekend. Uh. <laughs> You don't, uh. have, you don't have to hold it in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm referring to a number of things. I, I, yeah. and I know exactly yeah. what you're referring to. So here and, is uh, the one lucky fan getting a chance this morning to ask you for some uh, dating advice. Here we go. Hi, Candice. It's really great to have you on air. I'm actually one of your younger fans, and I discovered Sex in the City a little bit later on in life. So I have a husband and he's recently told me that he has a work wife and it makes me really, really uncomfortable. So how do we navigate this situation? Work husbands, work wives, good idea, bad idea. What do you think? That's a tough one. You know, it. yes, that really is a tough one because... You know, I think that you probably need to get a little bit more involved in his work and talk to him a little bit more about his work. People have so much passion for their jobs and, you know, there's, you know, work really, it brings people together. It brings men and women together and... You know, so that's a, a it's a it's definitely a tricky one, but I would definitely ask him about his work and you know, be sure that you're paying attention to that part of his life. Don't yeah, I think that's that's actually because we want to cut off from work because now you get home after a long day. How's your day fine? Tell me I don't want to, you know, now I want to focus on what the rest of the night has installed. You yes. don't want to talk about it, but you really should. Yeah. You should be yes, involved. I mean, yes. You should be. Maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, it's like I I don't have quite enough information. You know, does he want to come home and not, mm. you know, and just turn off? But he's telling her that he has a work wife. Those I, I don't sure. know how so, suspicious she should be, but I would uh, be a little suspicious and I would be a bit uncomfortable. Do you want to hear my take on it? Felicity yes. tells me I give great dating advice. Okay, you probably I've do. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> Carry on. I've never heard Felicity that. loves my dating advice. Oh, yes, it's always very uh, So my, my advice on the work wife, work husband thing is... If she's hot, it's a problem. <laughs> do you if agree? He's, if he's hot... Yeah. It's a problem. What about the fact that he actually said it? Because he could yes, keep it quiet as well, uh, which I think maybe might be in his favor. It's the ones you don't talk about. It's the ones you don't talk yes, about. Yes, that could be. But maybe you know should what? give dating advice. No, yes. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'm also thinking maybe she and her husband need, maybe they really need to set a date night at least once a week yes. maybe they need to go away on a weekend maybe you know they just need to spend a little bit more time on their relationship you know having fun and strengthening that bond maybe that's the answer with the work wife yes no oh. yes. not with the work wife Whoa. I feel like maybe that or, could be exciting bring in another <laughs> no. man 
chamber into the groove. <laughs> or, <laughs> or maybe if the I hope the work wife has a husband, maybe they should go out as a foursome. Well, there you go. That's and it. then That's she it. can really get a good take of yes. what's going Perfect. on. That's right, because now if he goes back and he says no, Stacy is not married. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, really? How old is she? She's 23, 24. Get involved. Ask questions. About. All right. Uh, some more uh, messages for you. You said you were 33. You were broke. You were almost down and out. I just want to know what kept you going? What made you not give up? Oh, good question. That is a good question. Um, you know, I would lie awake at four in the morning and and then something in me, I just like reached down and I said, I'm going to make it. I'm going to go back to the basics. I'm going to do what I need to do and, and you know, just keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying and... Maybe it will work out, maybe it won't, but I'm just going to keep getting up and trying. And, and that's what I did. I always find it inspiring people who are successful and people who have made it uh, tell other people about their, their, their failings. Because we yes. often seem to think that when you look at the big stars and you look at the successful people, you think to yourself that was their first go at it. Yes. Yeah. No. The point is failing is very much part of it. Uh-huh. That's how you filter yes. What you're good at, what you're not good at. Don't ever, don't ever fear that, right? Last question. I want to know if Candace believes that in the second episode or second season of And Just Like That, where Carrie asks Miranda the question, was big a big mistake? If that was a valid point for her character, her original character to get to. After everything we've been through, six seasons, all the terrible boyfriends, all the boyfriends of the week, the two movies, the first season, is that a logical place she believes that Carrie would have gotten to at this stage in her life? Because i got questions. I'm like Miranda. I don't know what to say. She's got questions. That is a very good question. And I, 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 I mean, first of all, I don't work on the show. They give me a credit. And um, and actually, I, I get a bit of money, too, because of, you know, my old contract with Sex in the City. And, it's, you know, I think a lot of people had the same reaction that you did of her asking if big was a big mistake. And I kind of wish that they'd explored it a little bit more because... I mean, I've always said that women should be their own Mr. Big. And it's one of the things that I talk about in my show. Um, So I think that's a a really legitimate point of view. And but I actually kind of can see her questioning because I think that we all do that. It's one of the things that you do when you get older. You look back on your life and you think, you know, was that the right choice? Or could I have gone in a completely different direction? And yeah, that's one of the realities of getting older. So I I think it's legitimate, but I totally hear you 100% about how, you know, we invested so much in that relationship. Um 
And yes, it's, it did feel like it came a little bit out of the blue. Thank you very much for being in South Africa. Um, looking forward to your show, True Tales of Sex, Success and Sex in the City. It's on at Monte Cassino's Teatro, 23rd of September. That's this coming Saturday at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. So you have two opportunities to see Candice live in action on stage with this fabulous production. Book your tickets now through showtime.co.za. They're obviously selling very fast, so grab while you can. Or Ticketmaster. .co.za. That's showtime.co.za or ticketmaster.co.za and watch the show live. Candice Bushnell in South Africa, two performances in Joburg, and then she heads off uh, to Artscape uh, Theatre Centre in in Cape Town um, the following weekend. Finally, uh, we do a little quick fire this or that. Okay. So I'll give you two options. <laughs> And you're going to tell me which one you choose, which one you'd go with, and uh, and possibly here and there why. So here is your, and we'll obviously put this on TikTok for you as well, and all over social. Are we going live with this one? Oh, you're going to record it and put it for you live on TikTok. Keep your eyes there. Uh, right, Candice. <laughs> Movies or theater? Uh, theater. Because it's live, it's a one-time experience. Yes, please. Pink or Beyonce? Beyonce. Night owl or early bird? Used to be night owl. Now, unfortunately, early bird. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Now coffee. Really? Now coffee? Cappuccino. Cappuccino. For the longest time, I only drank tea. Really? But I also, also used to smoke cigarettes. Oh, I see. And so it balances now off. I don't drink tea and I don't smoke cigarettes and I drink coffee. You drink wine? Anything else? Champagne. Her champagne, darling. Yes, champagne. Oh, Sparkling. Right. Sparkling, darling. We've got some nice ones here. Don't worry. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. A cute bag or a cute pair of shoes? I think I'm. Oh, have. I'm shoes. I'm so shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like my bag. I could have it for like five years. I'm like I don't care. By the way, can we get a picture of the shoes? Yes, of the very cute shoes that she's currently wearing. Yes, Yes. (laughs) even me, I was like, fabulous. Uh, Manhattan or the Hamptons? Well, both, actually. I'm I'm in both. I have a little apartment in Manhattan and a little house in Sag Harbor in the Hamptons. Putting the word little in there doesn't make it better. (laughs) 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 I want you to know that. Uh, And final one, I don't know if we answered this question already, but here it comes anyway. Older or younger? Oof. I'm going to say younger. Yes! In fact, I have... I mean, I just looked at my phone this morning and there's this like 35-year-old guy. He's like, dinner on Friday night? I'm like, I'm in South Africa. Sorry, dude. Swipe. Which one? I, I forget now. What, what's right. Well, you can always keep him for later when you get back to New York. Yes, exactly. So swipe right and tell him I'll see you when you're back. Exactly. <laughs> or put him on a little flight to Cape Town. <laughs> for sightseeing and safari. Oh, there you go. While you're in South Africa. Oh, by the way, you watch a South African show on Netflix. Have you ever? Yes, it's one of my favorite reality shows. It's Fix My Marriage, Save My Marriage. Save my Marriage, yes. I, and you know I, it? Yes. I love it. 
And I, I, there's one couple where the woman's like, I want sex. Yes. I want sex. <laughs> and, and her husband's like, I can only perform for four minutes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> These people are telling all. No, they literally spill the beans. They are. They're they tell, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. So I'm addicted to this show. <laughs> I I, I'm not them. at the end of the first season yet, so don't tell me what happens. Right. <laughs> There's a good chance you might meet them along the way. Yes. Have the best time. Uh, take in yeah. our beautiful country. Enjoy Johannesburg. Uh, you're running Monte Cassino. Enjoy Cape Town. It's just beautiful. Enjoy the catch-up there with uh, the ex, old boy friend and uh and go back and, and tell all your friends in manhattan and your little place in the hamptons uh about our fabulous country and come back again please thank you so much great to meet you candace bush now everybody you with your own family breakfast with martin bester